let's move on now to the Christmas period. This, of course, was when everything went haywire last year. It seems to be where everything goes haywire into this season. But Thomas Tuchel is a different manager. He's won the Champions League. This is a different team. We're going to have a lot of a better squad next season in many different areas of the pitch, hopefully. But I want to start with the game of Everton that is on the middle of December. It's probably going to be a midday game, a midweek game, mind me. It's going to be at Stamford Bridge. So Everton at home has been a different story than Everton away. So that's nice because we got Everton away during December last season. Of course, we know all what happened then. But Everton at home, they're going to have a new manager. And, of course, they're losing Ancelotti, who's an absolutely outstanding manager. And it's going to hurt them a little bit. I think they might take a little bit of a step. Yeah. But at the same time, they still have some really talented players. I was at the Everton game two seasons ago when we had the, probably the best performance in our Lampard win 4-0. That was a great day. We beat them when Kai Havertz yeah. kind of – that was his first game as the false nine last season. Had a really great performance win 2-0 against Ancelotti's side. But now it's not going to be against Ancelotti's side, but it's still a really well-organized Everton team. And this kind of gets into the Christmas period, and so the spirits are always high. And the energy is always saved. And maybe this is a game where you, where you rotate a lot because there's just so many stacked games that, that will be coming in the, in the ensuing matches. So it's going to be a tough one against Everton. It always is, but it's not going to be against the Carl Ancelotti, which I think could help us uh, tactically-wise, especially Thomas Tuchel will probably be licking his lips for this one. Yeah, yeah, for real. Um, again, another team where... You know, Ancelotti was building like a different style of play. So, you know, when you're going for Nuno, we know the style of football he brings is very defensive, it's very rigid, it's very pragmatic. And it'll be interesting to see just how well those Everton players do adapt to demands like that. So, yeah, I think every club that has a new manager, I, I, um, I'm, it's just literally pure guesswork and hypotheticals for me at that point because... You know, I mean, of course, we can see what they've done with their previous teams, but then I'm looking at the whole Everton team and maybe players like Alan and Decore, maybe they have some players that are serious to that, but it feels like they'd have to sign a few players to, to really, um, you know, give the system to Nuno. But, uh, but yeah, you know, Everton, they've always been one of those opponents where on our day, we can absolutely bat them. But when we're not on our on point, they, they can beat us. So... Yeah, they've always been very, uh, you know, like tricky, like difficult opponents. I'd like to think, though, that with the squad we have to call the rotation, that yes, hopefully we can do better. But again, we, we haven't even seen a preseason. You, you know, is Tuchel going to use like a different formation with us for next season? Is Tuchel going to, you know, find more solutions for us when it comes to playing against teams that park the bus? They, they've been our crypt tonight for for many, many seasons now. So, um, you know, a team like Everton that could be defending for their lives, yeah, that, that could that could go either way based on just, like, uh, how we analyse things right now. I think that's also why this episode is kind of hard to really go into the tactical point of things. It's almost like you have to analyse the environments of the game and, and how teams will be going into it and yeah. looking at how much fixtures are going to be having to play. So maybe we can't really go into the tactical parts of the fixtures right now because we just don't even know anything about the team setups next season. But I think we can still 
be able to talk about. And we have done so far this episode about fatigue, about crowds, and about confidence of the players, yeah. especially in a hard time that is the Christmas period. But now let's move on to one of my least favorite games to see on the calendar every single season. It's Wolves away. It was a really heartbreaking <laughs> game last season, of course, with Pedro Nen the winner, and pretty much the last kick of the game after going yeah. up one now. I'm pretty sure we were up at halftime in that, in that match. But it's Wolves away, and it's going to be a tough fixture. I mean, of course, they're losing Nuno. They're going to have to be important. They're going to be appointing a new manager. It's another new manager for Thomas Drucco to hopefully lick his lips on. But, I mean, once again, Wolves, we can't really go into them tactically because they're going to have a new system. But at the same time, that atmosphere is always blazing, especially when the lights are on and when they have a really awesome – I will say Wolves have a really awesome intro to their night games. I mean, their light show is, is yeah. really, really awesome. Um, so the, the, the crowd will be very fired <laughs> yeah. up for this match. Um, and it's it's hopefully they're probably going to put this in the night. Um, but hopefully for Chelsea, it's not during the night. But at the same time, talking about the environment-wise, um, what are you expecting from Wolves this next season with, with the new manager? Do you think that they're going to be fine relegation? Or do you think it's too early to say? I mean, I'd like to think with Wolves, you know, they've got a lot of great young talent in their team, a lot of they great do. attacking yeah. players like Podence, uh, Neto, um, the strikers, you know, Jimenez, he obviously the injury, he suffered uh, last, that horrendous injury last season. He suffered really affected their ability to score. Um, you know, they, they signed Rian Jose, who I thought was quite good for Sociedad, but I, I don't know, I felt like last season due to COVID, a lot of signings that teams signed from abroad from from any league they kind of struggled a bit compared to players domestically that were signed so I don't know I, I definitely think this Wolves team has potential but then it comes down to how are they going to keep their some of their best players you know someone like Ruben Nevers for me is definitely ready for the next step up now I think he's proven that one of the best long shot takers in the league too um you know they're a team that uh, can they still keep that DNA left by by Nuno uh, potentially who knows and you know when you have someone like Adama Chari in your team like this guy's like one of the the biggest cheat codes in the Premier League um he's at the like, uh the the crypt's knife for all the all the big clubs he, he's he's a massive big game player and yeah Wolverhampton I feel like as you were saying they are definitely difficult opponents the fans will be there and just thinking about the impacts of of fans in the stadium you know it, it's been a while since we have, we've actually seen that. And yeah, the first few games during the start of the season is really going to just um, help me reacclimatize to that, that fan experience and how it could affect teams when they're playing. But, um, but yeah, man, Wolves, Wolves, yeah. Let, let's hope that our, our current form against them does continue. I think that we've got some pretty nice wins over them. Uh, can't forget that big 5-2-1 on the Frank Lampards. Uh, yeah, man, let, let's see what happens. And their atmosphere is always really top. But like you mentioned, I think there's going to be some players that are looking for that next step. I'm a huge fan of Podence. I think he's absolutely brilliant on the ball. He caused a lot of problems for us in Thomas Tuchel's first game. I mean, absolutely brilliant player. You brought up the likes of Pedro Neto. A lot of young studs for this Wolverhampton Wanderers team. But they're going to have a new manager. It's also going to be an away fixture day for Chelsea. So it's always hard to go on the road. And especially, I think people need to remember just how hard it is to go on the road and get a victory in the Premier League because we haven't been acclimatized, like you mentioned, for for a long time. So I think it's going to be a really awesome element that comes back to the Premier League because this is how it should be. I mean, this is that old quote that was hanging in Old Trafford over the lockdown is football is nothing without fans. And I think that you've seen that over the past two seasons. 
I'm so excited for there to be full capacities again, even if it will cause us trouble, it's going to be absolutely great for the league. So before we move on though, to the next couple of set of fixtures, we need to talk about our boxing day match. Cause I think when I saw this boxing match, I got really scared because we talked about Villa earlier, but now we're going to go to Villa park on boxing day. We've had three victories, two losses and one draw over the past five campaigns. We actually lost, the past two boxing days, we mentioned that horrific result against Arsenal, but also a pretty shaky performance, if you remember, against Southampton. I think it was 2-0 at Stamford Bridge. After beating the Tottenham, we lost to Southampton on boxing yeah. day, so we've lost it two times in a row. And now it's always hard to go on the road, especially on boxing day. And it's against Aston Villa, of all teams, who we lost to on the last day of the Premier League season. I mean, this, this team always gives me... <laughs> some scary thoughts, especially going on the road to Villa Park. It's not an easy place to play. We saw that on the last yeah. only 15% capacity, especially if the town that they have in their squad. I think Dean Smith is an absolutely brilliant manager, of course, if they have John Terry at their room as well. Of course, it depends on like, that's why I mean it depends on what their squad's looking like. But once again, when you talk about situation-wise, which we've been announcing this this episode, Aston Villa on boxing at Villa Park is one of the hardest draws that, that Chelsea could be on. Yeah, and it, it's funny, it reminds me of a game I went to years back when um, we played against them on Boxing Day. It was a 4-4 draw, but Balak scored a free kick where we thought he, uh, he won it. Or did he equalise? I can't fully remember. But uh, but yeah, yeah, I think Christmas period has, has always been really uh, make or break for us. But normally during seasons where we are having a strong title campaign and push, we tend to perform better during that month. So that's always told me, that's that's always been the litmus test for me, essentially, okay? If we have a strong December, this gives me confidence that end of the season, we can go for it and, and win the league. So uh, yeah, you know, let's just hope that there's good rotation. I feel like, you know, with the emphasis on on, on signing a, a strong, you know, players for a strong squad, a strong squad helps you during moments like that. That's why teams like City, for example, don't really tend to falter during periods like that. So that that is definitely the type of education that we need to uh, definitely, like, you know, get some edges and grow to the next level. But uh, yeah, man, you know, Aston Villa, as I was saying before, same, same things still apply. And let's just see what happens. Tuchel, I think, has shown that he can utilize a really big squad to to the fullest. I think that's going to be really key for our Christmas period, because we we I mean we have struggled really really poorly over these past couple of campaigns in that season. And that's really the time where the title contenders separate themselves from the pack. I mean, we saw, even though it was an absolutely bonkers season last year, the same thing kind of happened where there were so many teams towards the top from September to November. Then once those Christmas periods hit. City were the absolutely runaway favorites because if you remember, City weren't really playing too, too well, especially in, in ever since they beat Chelsea 3-0 at Stamford Bridge, they just kind of took off from there. So I think that's where the title contenders, like you mentioned, it's a great shout and he really separate themselves from the rest of the pack. So I think that's going to be a really critical yeah. part for a season as it always is. But before we end up the show today, Nini, I want to talk a little bit about specific fixtures at the end of the season. I'm not going to talk about all of them. Leeds United away. The first time that they're going to have fans back in the grounds, it's going to be a very emotional one for these United fans, especially because they didn't get to see their team basically the whole entire season this year. So what are your thoughts on going to Ellen Road? But this time there's going to be a bunch of fans there. 
and they absolutely hate our club. So uh, it's going to be a tough game, especially because Leeds, Leeds really in the yeah. best Yeah, man. Um, you know, Leeds on the Bielsa become, uh, yeah, you know, a, a serious team. And it feels like some of the players that attempt to try and sign definitely have the ability to take their game to the next level. Uh, if they keep Rafinha, though, that'll be key. Uh, I think he was outstanding last season. And I, and I knew he was because for Ren, he was he had a reputation. So sometimes... I'm going off, off track a little bit, but sometimes I'm like, okay, why do certain Premier League clubs allow talent like this to go to teams below them? I'm thinking if I'm a Leicester City, I'm instantly paying 30 million for this guy. And, you know, that, that, that he's probably the difference between them securing a Champions League place in the end and not getting one. So, um, yeah, you know, Leeds United, we uh, played some great games against them. You know, I, I think Lampard's game really comes to mind. That was one of the best like stylistic team performances. We absolutely play them off the park. A, a Leeds team that were known to be very difficult opponents for the big teams. Um, you know, the intensity was too much for them. Um, our, our speed of thought, our, our speed of play. And it was one of those games where it's like, okay, I, I, at the time I knew what Lampard was trying to do. And it was like, I, I took the confidence from that. But uh, I guess it wasn't sustainable throughout last season. That's why, unfortunately, he lost his job. But um, but yeah, you know, Leeds United, as we saw, as we saw under Thomas Tuchel, that that draw, that's the type of result I can't see again next season. I need to see more agency. I need to see a proactive style of play against them. We're looking to take the game, and you know, this is the type of game where you don't have to use a back three system. You know, Leeds have shown that they're very happy to play without the ball against teams like us. So. Yeah, I'm hoping that become a different solutions for next season. I want to see a 4-3-3. We've got many players very well tailored and suited to that style of play. And, you know, for me, adapting how we play, adapting our style, our system, and uh, alternating between. Just like how we've always done things like FM or, or, or Ultimate Team or whatever. You know, I think that's, that's the stuff you know, still applies to how football is really played. So... Yeah, I think that's what that that's one of the games I'm looking at to see. Okay, how far have we come along in terms of our evolution? Before we round out the podcast today, Nino, once again, thank you so much for coming on the show today. I think it was really great to analyze the atmospheres because it's going to be a whole different component to this next season. It's going to be amazing to see the fans yeah. back in the grounds, but it just adds another element to the Premier League that always should be there, and hopefully we never lose the fans ever yeah. again. So I think it was really great to talk about even though we don't really have the tactical analysis wise for this episode, I think just reminded people of how tough it is to go to a place like Ellen road or a place like Brentford or a place like Goodison park, yeah. you know? So I think that it was great to reminisce on our first parts of the season, our middle track in the season and also a couple of games from the last part of the season, which is Ellen road away. It was really good to talk to you today. Yeah. Before we get off the podcast today, where can my listeners find you on YouTube and all the other content work that you do for the children's community? Yeah, I appreciate that, Shane. Thanks for having me on. If you guys want to, you know, find my content and find me, find me on Twitter. That's at NiniFC. And on YouTube, that is Blue Lions TV. Well, make sure to put all of his links down in the description for the episodes. Make sure to click on those links after you listen to the episode. Even while you're listening to this right now, make sure to go subscribe to his channel if you're not already. Go give him a follow on Twitter, interact with him, give him some feedback because his work. And also, like I mentioned in the beginning, his graphic design is really next level. Um, so make sure to go check out all of his work on YouTube, etc. You guys can always find us 
at Ladford Matthew Harden Podcast. Instagram, really trying to grow that account, putting out kind of two-minute snippets of the podcast. You guys don't have time to listen to the 45-minute edition. You can still get a cool little preview to what we talked about during the show. But also, you can find me on Twitter at ShinHookum13. Make sure to go check out our newly organized blog as well in the description that was in my Twitter bio. I think it's also now in the Instagram bio as well. So make sure to go check out that because it's really awesome. I'm really looking forward to starting to write about the club as well. So thank you once again, Need to come on the podcast today. Until next time, though, Chelsea fans, it was great to talk about the atmospheres today for next season. Looking forward to another yeah. great Premier League season. Hopefully it's a title winning campaign. So once again, thank you so much, Need to come on the podcast. Stay until next time, Chelsea fans. I'm Gene Hulk from Alongside Blue Lions TV, and I'll talk to you soon.